Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Composer Tim Wynn scored an interesting film in 2018 called Freaks. He manipulated sounds and even created a theme for the main character of Chloe, who is very central to the movie. He also had the task of scoring the final season of Supernatural. My conversation with Tim Wynn. So what strikes me is um, the movie kind of centers around the little girl named Chloe and really her mom. And it's a world where there are abnormals that are kind of lurking around. And she meets a stranger in the person of Bruce Dern, who, by the way, I'm really glad is doing genre films again. And, you know, she is kind of goes on this journey. And for the film, you actually wrote a theme for Chloe. And what was uh, the inspiration for that theme? Was it something you saw in the film that kind of led you in that direction? Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things that had to be able to be used in so many different uh, fashions. I mean, I knew her story arc was going to take a lot of twists and turns. So it had to start with sort of an innocent sounding, you know, sort of voice to it. But as the film progressed, it had to be able to express so many other emotions. That was the trickiest part was finding finding how it would work in the very beginning of the movie and then the middle of the movie. And then finally at the very end, it turned out that I only did, I, I, I wrote a bunch of themes and it seemed like the simplest theme I wrote, uh, the five note theme that you hear on the soundtrack, it, it was the one that worked the best. There is more with Tim Wynn on Sci-Fi Talk. So stay tuned. From what I understand it, you actually built it. You had a string quartet, and then eventually you had a full string ensemble. As the tension rose a little bit, is that accurate? It was something where what I used was for her theme in the very beginning, I used an upright felt piano. Um, and so what that is, is every piano has that ability to put felt between uh, the, the hammers and the strings. And so it, it softens the piano sound. So I was going for a really quiet sort of sound at the very beginning because you, at the, it starts, you, you're in her house. Uh, there's a, you know, kind of, you know, there's a mystery going on that you're not really sure of. So it's the, the theme is played in a quiet way. Um, as the story kind of unfolds, I start adding a uh, solo uh, violin, a solo cello, uh, then a full string quartet. And then just as you described, um, as we get to the full, as all, all the story is unfolded, uh, the, the orchestra plays in, it, in its entirety. One of the things I like today is that composers can manipulate sounds and take even an instrument and change it around a little bit because of all the great digital uh, toys you have these days. Were you able to do that for this film? Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, listening back on it, you know, now, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I forgot there was this sound and this sound and this sound. But what I ended up doing was uh, for some parts of the film, the, I would take the solo violin and the solo cello and manipulate it. So it just sounded like a sort of a, a, a whale or a whine. And it didn't really, uh, the texture of it really, it, it blended well with the film rather than like, oh, there's a solo violin playing or there's a, there's a cello. Uh, so I did that. And uh, one of the other themes that you, you mentioned, Bruce Dern, 
and his character, uh, he starts off at his character as Mr. Snowcone, and he's in, you know, he's got this ice cream truck yeah. themes, which is, you know, it's interesting to see him, uh, you know, for all his roles, like he's there selling ice cream. That was, uh, that was interesting to see for the first time. He's, <laughs> he's still renowned, you know, Academy Award winner doing it. But anyway, I digress. But, um, so what I like to do is I took some of the bell sounds that we use for his theme and I slowed it down and, and played it in a really, as part of a texture, when we looked for kind of creepy sounds, it was just part, Mm -hmm. part of the texture. And I don't even know if you, if, if I even pointed out to it, you would go, Oh yeah, I I hear it or not. It's, it's much more of a visceral feeling that you kind of get that you don't sit there and go, Oh, that sounds like a bell, but it does sort of, a hint at it and remind you of it. So, so that kind of is, is in between, you know, the cues and things like that. So would you say this is kind of like a character piece in a way? You know what? I don't know how to describe it. I mean, I guess you could say that, but it's also a thriller. It's also a sci-fi. It's, um, it's got a little superhero sort of in it. Uh, I hear, you know, people say that they're talking about it's in the horror genre and, uh, so I feel like it's a Swiss Army knife of of films, and the story it kind of lends itself that way, where you're not really sure exactly from moment to moment of where where it's going exactly. And I I really found that refreshing. You hear that that criticism so many times with movies where it's oh it's too formulaic, it's too this, it's too predictable. And I think Freaks, you know, sort of breaks that mold a little bit. And I'm hoping we can kind of get back to more of, you know, in Hollywood, just going back and just telling good stories. Because I, for me anyway, I know and I'm, I'm biased, of course, but I, I really feel like Freaks is a good, uh, just a good story. You know, it really, it really works on so many levels. The co-directors, Zach and Adam, give you uh, any direction or was this just something that spoke to you? It's important for me to collaborate with the directors. You know, it's their story uh, that they've lived with for a long time. And I'm just here to express, you know, sort of the emotion that I'm I'm getting from it. So it, it does turn into a collaboration of sorts with how I see it and then how they see it. And then we, we kind of work on it together. As for Chloe's theme, and, you know, it, it's important that we talk about it because it does you know, dominate the score because the movie is, it revolves so much around her that you hear her theme probably 60% of the movie. There are other themes, but this, that theme is the one that, that, you know, much like, you know, the Jaws theme or, you know, Close Encounters or anything like that. It it very much, uh, you hear that theme uh, more than anything else. Getting that right, we, we were able to, uh, it was pretty easy to kind of get it right because they, they they liked what I did right from the very beginning. So my first demo of that theme, it ended up being the, the theme for Chloe. Now, did any of the actors' performances, in particular Lexi Culker, who's Chloe, uh, influence your score a little bit as you were scoring the film? Yeah, I mean, her, her performance was amazing. Uh, I, I, I think she was eight years old when she performed it, and... I mean, she was amazing. I mean, the first time I saw, you know, because I read the script, from, you know, at the very beginning and, and, you know, it's so different when you have the words on the page to when it gets to the film, it follows along, but the, the emotions and the things, it just, it just jumps off the page. And 
her performance, and I think Emil Hirsch too was was fantastic, uh, and so been Bruce Stern. I mean, you know, they were all really great, uh, but her being that age and it's just a knockout performance. I you know I can't wait for people to see it. I, I really feel like we're going to witness a star being born because um, you know it was just jaw dropping for me. All right, why don't we take a short break? I am talking to Tim Wynn about scoring his latest film, Freaks, on Sci-Fi Talk, and we'll be right back. Back with Tim Wynn as we discuss his film, uh, Freaks. I, I know in writing, you could either these days write it the old-fashioned way, or do you uh, use an iPad or, or maybe kind of a little bit of both? Um, I, I do like to see the notes uh, being expressed on the page. And I did write the themes out on the page so you can look at it and how it relates uh, quarterly and structurally and, and how it just kind of will work. And, and with films, I think, because I work in film, TV, and, and, and video games as well, yeah. that with films, you're, you're, you're trying to take more time, I think, with it. So I, I did do sort of a hybrid of writing it out on the page as well as implementing it in the MIDI. And, and Tim, when you score, is there a particular instrument that you use? Obviously, a, a piano is a good place to start. Was that your instrument of choice, or did you use something else? Uh, on this film, it was definitely, uh, for Freaks, it's piano. Uh, you know, with a, with a MIDI keyboard, you can, you know, take from piano, you can go and uh, create many other sounds. Um, I'm also yeah. a guitarist. Yeah, so I, I also play guitar, um, but this score was not... Freaks was not a, a score that used any guitar. So for me, my inspiration came from, yeah, playing playing that upright felt piano I mentioned from before. Oh, that's interesting. Without giving spoilers away, the relationship a little bit between Chloe and also the ice cream man, played by the wonderful Bruce Stern. Yeah. Um, so let me think. Let me see how I can say this without giving away too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. He is somebody who's who's watching over Chloe. Chloe doesn't know who he is, and he's in her life as you know an interested party, and he's wa he's watching to make sure that she's safe. I guess is the oh, best way good. to describe it. You know, it's interesting to see Emil Hirsch playing a father figure too. <laughs> I know. It's uh, seeing him. Uh, you know, it's like he acted a little bit older, but he, I thought he I thought he did a great job and knocked it out of the park and. Uh, yeah, I, was, I thought I thought I, I thought he was amazing. Time is always a factor. Did you have a lot of time yeah. to complete this? Uh, there was a, a good amount of time, I think, from when we started to. I mean, I, I I saw it from the script on. So if you include that time, there was a lot of time, and I did write uh, most of the main bulk of the film before they actually shot it. So I they played it on the set to kind of get them in the mood. Um, so the, the, the most important themes like Chloe's theme was already in place and they were listening to it while they were filming. So from when I got it, when the film was locked, it, you know, I probably had another couple months. And, and uh, so I had, a, I had a decent amount of time. Yeah. You know, that's a huge help to the cast to be able to have a piece of music from the film because music does create a mood. So that's, 
When you can get that, that's a gift. It, it's a total gift, and and it's it hasn't happened often for me uh, doing films to where where you can be in ahead of them filming and and really kind of help sort of guide the the tonal shifts and the things that that are happening on screen. Um, usually, you get a call, and you're like, oh my god, I forgot, I need to have music on this film. Uh, you've got four weeks to do it, you know, go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, because the composing part of the the filmmaking process is, is at the at the very end. There can be many challenges to that where you, you have to fix a lot of the things because you're basically the last person that's going to touch it. So mm-hmm. you're the last person that can affect change as, as a composer. So, you, you know, there are times where uh, I'll get a film that isn't maybe, you know, acting that great or not that not that the acting is bad but the the pacing of it isn't quite right they expect you to you know to kind of fix it and it and you know oftentimes that's exactly what i do i've got the last season the final season of supernatural 15 seasons and uh that's coming up wow. uh pretty 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 soon i'm i'm uh i'm on pins and needles for that honestly it's it's been you know after 15 years it becomes a part of your life and and uh sure you know i'm gonna have some pretty pretty hard emotions uh uh when you say you say goodbye to it for sure you know i mean yeah, it's never I mean, a way because it's on tv all the yeah. time but you know but it is, uh, it is. i love writing for it you know the writing part so Nobody had any idea the show would last as long as it has. It's really been amazing. They've written it off so many times, and yet it kept hanging in there. And I'm glad they're going out on their own terms. I think that's the best way to do it. I, I agree 100%. And, and it, strangely enough, it's more popular now than it was, you know, seven years ago. <laughs> um, you know, and I, 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 I for me, I, again, I'm biased. I, I think it's the show is so effortless and so, you know, just it hits all the marks and, and, and this happens. I've done a lot of shows and throughout the years and, and, I, and I've, you know, watched a lot of shows. And if you look at the first five episodes of almost any show, Seinfeld, Friends, any, any show you want to say throughout the years, it, there's always this uneasiness to it compared to the, the final seasons. And we've had yeah. 15 seasons of you know, great uh, storytelling, great acting, you know, great scoring, and, and, and the people on Supernatural are fantastic. I mean, I just feel blessed to be a part of it. Going back, the show, the show when you're at the very beginning of the, 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 the process, there's just like things just take a while to congeal. And that yeah. they were, you know, and it's just like now the show is, I mean, there's just, there's no effort. It, it, it just comes off, you know, no, with no problems. And, and it just feels amazing. The temp, the pacing is great. The act, every, everything feels great. So I'm, I am going to miss having that, but I will be excited about the new challenges of that will, without that having, being in my schedule anymore of, of what's the next story, you know, what are the new stories that I'm going to be telling you know, musically and things like that. So it's, it's, I mean, it's good, but it's bad. It's bad, but it's good in the same time. Sure. Yeah. I hear you. Well, you know, what really hooked me on the show all those years ago is it's really about family and about brothers and a mother and father, you know, that sort of have drifted in and out, but uh, it's really about the brothers and, and family. And that's really the supernatural stuff is fun, but without that core, you have nothing. And that's really what sustained it. I felt. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it, it is, you know, it, it feels like sometimes it's a tell on the waiver 
like about the brothers, you know, and almost yeah, like it, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 with super, you know, they say it's supernatural, but it's, yeah, I think it hit the nail on the head. It's, it's really about the family and the brothers and the drama in there. But the, you know, the, the monster of the week, quote unquote, is almost window dressing to their storyline and their story arc and things like that. And, and I, and that's what makes it so effective. And what about what's next for you? Are you working on anything right now? Yeah, I have a couple. I have a film that I I that just got finished mixing called The Experience, that's coming out um, in I think a couple months, and that's another sci-fi, but it's a much more of a uh, a dr- dramatic sort of uh, thing, not so much the thriller horror genre, but more of a you know sci-fi uh, sci-fi drama coming out. Let me see another uh, movie that's coming. Well, that's being filmed right now. I don't know when it's going to be completed. Called it's a comedy called Later Days. It's being filmed in Chicago right now. Tim, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Enjoy talking to you about freaks and your career. And best of luck to you. Thanks, Tony. I really appreciate it. Best of luck to you as well. Look for Freaks on Netflix and also YouTube, just two of the many places you can find it. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to Sci-Fi Talk at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. You can also enroll for a free lifetime membership at Sci-Fi Talk Plus with early release, exclusive and uncut episodes. Just click on the link in the show notes. It's free for a lifetime. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening.